Now broadcasting from the Next Gen Conservative Studio in sunny South Florida. Bringing you the latest in politics, current events, and pop culture. This is the Whitfield Report with Sam Whitfield. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Whitfield Report. And, uh, yeah, big news week, everyone. We're glad you're all here. A couple quick announcements before we uh, get started. Uh, First off, we are officially uh, verified, or I guess we have partner status on uh, Rumble now because we hit uh, over 50 subs, so... Hopefully we'll get some uh, revenue from ads. So you got the Hopefully. blue check mark on the Twitter. You got the green check mark over here on Rumble. You're you're you know moving up. We're we're mo- we're moving up in the world slowly but surely. Um, so yeah, and then uh, I actually have a few people who are who are asking are are you going to give away two games? tonight and it's it's like no people had their chance to help us get to 50 subs a few weeks ago that didn't ha- happen so there's been know, a couple might... times there's been a couple times where i said all right nobody's active in chat we'll give it away on twitter and y'all didn't even fucking respond it's like fine you, it's like you motherfuckers don't even want the game so i'm not you know. we're at 51 help us get to 100 there you go yeah yeah Yes, yes, exactly. Next big, uh, next big mile marker. We're uh, is a hundred, so we'll do a, we'll do a contest as we're nearing uh, there. Uh, but in the meantime, there you go. We Get have... fire up, fire up your bots. I mean, what? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, All I'm, right, I forgot. This I'm isn't not... Revenge of the Sith. You go to your parents' house. Right, and they've got the smart TV, and you download the Rumble app, and you say, "You're gonna need this for Tucker, okay? You're gonna need this to watch Tucker." And you sub to Sam, and we get to a hundred, and then you win the game. Yep, that's true. Yep, that's how that's how we do it. So, uh, and hello yeah. in chat to uh, Resisted, uh, just another red shirt hail. And Appro- uh, approach news for that is to work at a, an old folks home and you can just download rumble on all the TVs in the facility. You see? Yeah. It, it's like ballot harvesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Show. <laughs> we need you. We need you to ballot harvest the fuck out of the Whitfield report on rumble. Chat. Still, still, still more legit than actually buying bots, though. I will say that. Mass so. unsolicited subscribers. Uh, excellent. Well, uh, speaking of Tucker, uh, he he is out at Fox News, and with that, uh, cable news. Eh, let's be honest. It was on fucking life support before but it's it's dead now the Uh, thing is the same people that watched until the other day are are still gonna watch most of the people that are like oh well tucker's out of fox news i guess i won't be watching there anymore aren't actually watching fox news except 
for those Fox Nation subscribers. And they lost quite a few of those, as I understand it, because his show is the only thing worth watching. I yeah, I I, I thank you for that. I also want to point out uh, a wee bit of a comedy relating to all this, and uh, because Shmuley on the last show actually recommended to me that uh, I subscribe to Fox Nation for Tucker's. <laughs> So I could watch the Elon Musk interview, and I did, and I watched a few of Tucker's other, uh, you know, things on Fox Nation, and I was like, oh shit, this is worth it just for Tucker. So I was enjoying it, and then not even 40 hours later, we... we, 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 (laughs) (laughs) It is is funny. You can't write that. It's because Shmuley knew, guys. Shmuley was in on the whole thing. He knew. Shmuley knew. Shmuley's watching you. What what a better way to prank Sam than to just say, hey, Sam, uh, subscribe to this service. Subscribe to this platform. I said the only reason to subscribe to Fox Nation is for Tucker's content. I was right. He's still... Yeah. And, um, you know, his long... Sam can now uh, attest that his long form interview format is a much better show than his news show. Oh yeah. And so I think with any kind of opportunity, whether he, he goes out on his own or he teams up with rumble or he gets a Spotify contract or he publishes it everywhere. He's doing, he's going to be okay. I mean, his announcement uh, on Twitter within an hour got, we're at 6.5 million views last time I checked a few minutes ago. Um, the guy's going to have a following, and I think ultimately this will be good for him. 8.5 yeah. million now. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at, you know, Joe Rogan is entertainment, and entertainment, you know, dwarfs most stuff in politics or whatnot. But Joe Rogan gets 11 million viewers. Now, yeah. on tucker's show he doesn't just interview people who are necessarily political he interviewed actresses and fucking you know all kinds of people yeah so i mean i think that that content just inherently opens him up to a a younger audience and b um more people than his fox show which is i think it was we're sitting at like three million viewers per episode on fox is well Am I am I am I allowed to gloat about something here for a moment? Oh, absolutely. So uh Rush Limbaugh, and by extension me, was right about cable news. He was right. He called all this years and years and years ago, and long form content, interviews, long discussions will always beat their overly edited overly produced talking point nonsense and even when tucker did it i felt that way about it i like some of his arguments but i hate that style of talking head bullshit in rush if you if you were a long time rush limbaugh listener as i am you know how he felt about that shit oh yeah he got offered to do tucker's seat before even Bill O'Reilly got the seat, right? The the 8 p.m. on Fox News was supposed to be his, and he turned it down because he he understood 
that that cable news yell at each other with talking points format had a limited lifespan and it was almost at its end at that point. Well, well, the funny thing is, Max, I'm glad that you brought that up because you and I are both longtime ditto hat ditto heads. And if you remember, you probably remember better than I do, but, but Rush had a, uh, he had like a late night show uh like back in 1992 yeah. or something it, it was like, like a it was like a compilation show of uh calls and in points similar to what howard stern was doing in the 90s where he had a compilation yeah. clip show it was in and for the same reason this is what people nowadays don't understand rush limbaugh's audience dwarfed howard stern's in the 90s yeah oh yeah well yeah well so so and I mean, and before Bill Maher took over, uh, you know, HBO, Den- Dennis Miller had Dennis Miller Live, which ran for nine uh, seasons uh, yeah. on on HBO. Yeah, the, the long form, like talk, you know, the, the late night, like long form political talk show isn't necessarily new. Uh, hell, What's even, that even the late like, night format I'm talking about? I'm talking about just... Like, look at what Joe Rogan does versus look at Tucker Carlson tonight, or even look at yeah. Tucker Tucker today versus Tucker Carlson tonight. It's two very different forms of entertainment, and it's like we were just saying, you you even inherently prefer one over the other, and this is what Rush was talking about. Uh, this was his big problem with Fox News itself, was that this, they've always, Fox News, since its very beginning, has ridden on a personality that has been the driving force of their network for a while. It was billow. Then it was Sean Hannity. Tucker came in uh, right around the Trump time. So that coincided perfectly who they're going to, I guess they're probably going to try and push uh, probably Hannity and Gutfeld now. Right. But the point is they don't have that star now. Yeah. And uh, that star was the only thing driving their network. And before him, Hannity was barely holding on to it, only among the boomer demographic. And before him, you can go back to Billow. Billow killed it in the same demographics as Tucker. Problem is, that was 20 years ago, and that demographic, they're now all boomers. I'm I'm reminded of our interview with uh, Kurt, if you haven't seen it. Because we talked to, to be fair. Well, we talked about the advent of the Talking Point cable news show with uh, Kurt Doolittle when we did an interview with him. Um, Yeah. And and how like that that format was so deleterious because you could just like use that to trample over everybody with lies. Yeah. Well, and then much, uh, better, much better. And and Tucker came from this environment. Yeah. Much better was was crossfire. Uh, it, look, I uh, I don't want to give CNN credit for basically anything, but crossfire was good. Crossfire well, but, was an actual yeah. debate format. It was long form. Tucker was always there. Pat Buchanan was there quite often. And uh, they'd have the lefties and they'd have the righties and they would actually get into it and have a back and forth. That's that's where Tucker basically got his start in political uh, media. Well, but, but Crossfire has also been around for like 50 years though too because right. uh, before – before Tucker like took it over, it w- it was it was William F. Buckley's uh, show yep. back when, but it wasn't know. on television, right? So like, 
it, it was a radio show to, to give to give or like they had like a public I, access version that wasn't yeah. really good like it was the first time my point being is that they applied cnn applied modern uh editing modern broadcasting techniques oh modern yeah professionalism yeah, yeah. to this format of the round table and and the thing about even buckley buckley obviously having his uh political bugbears running the show wasn't uh, as prone to inviting on like leftoids as crossfire was and tucker wasn't a host uh don't don't get it twisted i believe tucker was always a guest on crossfire he wasn't a host he, he was he might have been a co-host with that other older gentleman that i can't remember his name but um, yeah I it wasn't like it wasn't like one side controlled the talking points which is why i brought that up because the the point was with the with the talking point you know with the, basically the bill o'reilly or the john stewart format is uh you get to control all the talking points you get to format your narrative in in any way that you want and you don't have to tell the truth and that's why it's such effective propaganda the the open debate format like crossfire which is not completely open obviously because it's on fucking television but like is a much better format or the the interview format with a guest or what we do which is just riff off the fucking top and talk about whatever's going on and that overall is far more popular even than tucker because right that format isn't just one guy in one show that format is like half of all podcasts on the internet or more and yeah it, it, it comes with the downsides of being unprofessional like us and uh you know having having uh to overcome that in some ways and you know sometimes some assholes got like a mic <laughs> but you know the format itself obviously holds some appeal because it's what most people are watching on the internet most people under 50 anyway yeah well it's it's more it's more realistic i mean i even and I'm I'm just checking chat to answer uh, just another red shirts question, and and we'll get to this in a bit. But yes, uh, Tucker is out at Fox while he is right. still under contract, and that that's that's one of the reasons why this story is so uh, you know big so right now. We can assume we can assume some things, and then there's a lot of things that we cannot and 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 do not know right so yeah. we do we do not know how much money was involved in uh, the buyout contract we know that they've bought out his contract it, it, if you haven't done any independent contractor work i can understand why uh you might you know be lost in some of the details on this shit because it's really legalistic and really dumb but essentially the lawsuit that they had with dominion part of the settlement was to get rid of tucker and they they would have had to offer Tucker at least what he was making for the remainder of his contract. I would imagine he would have asked for more than that by by a significant margin, because otherwise he could sue them for breach of contract. Like th this is the thing. Tucker didn't get fired. Tucker agreed to leave Fox News. This is it, I understand that the narrative is that he got fired he he couldn't have been fired without violating their contract so he has consented to this deal and another thing you had mentioned off air you, you know you would heard tale from somewhere that there may be a non-compete clause we don't know that right yeah we can speculate on that 
and what a non-compete clause means. Now, um, uh, one that people have seen in the public eye, and if you're a wrestling fan, you're probably aware of non-compete clauses because they come up as a, as a wrestling thing from time to time. So, uh, you know, uh, Tommy, break your neck decides that he he's no longer working with WWE and he wants to go over to WCW, but because his contract had a 30 day or a 90 day non-compete clause, he legally can't do that. He has to wait out. So we don't know how long such a, a non-compete clause may be good for, or if there even is one and what it would apply to. So again, in, in the case of uh, old Tommy break your neck there, he, uh, he is got a non-compete clause for say another wrestling organization, but they cannot say that he can't go work at a media company or he can't go work at a coal mine. And so what level of legalism is there around what Tucker can and can't do going forward? The answer to that is between Tucker and Fox's lawyers at this point. But yeah, we can reasonably assume that there's something uh, at least brewing in his mind because he did put out that announcement video today. And, and there's also speculation. Uh, I mean, one of the things that I've heard, you know, going around is, uh, you know, his, his buyout contract that he can't do anything for three years. And that's a bit crazy. Um, I look I, so uh, as far as non compete clauses go, I have never heard of a three year non compete clause. And again, yeah. what what would that apply to? Would it apply to other networks specifically? Would it apply to any media entity? Would it apply to him, you know, broadcasting from his basement with a tin can and a string? Right. Like the, and this is the problem with the speculation is all of that shit definitely 100% has an answer because lawyers. And they love to write very specific, detailed bullshit that'll never even come up. The problem is, is that we're not going to be privy to literally any of, it, any of it. And I don't like to engage in speculation on what his contract may or may not say. Because, like, if we're just wrong, then all the speculation that comes from that is, like, poisoned at the root. Well, and, th and that, and I mean, ironically, that's this just is one me. of the things with this is one of the things with the 24 hour news cycle is we're hearing all these different things. Like this is one of the things I do want to bring up. We're, we're not sure of all, we know that, you know, dominion was certainly involved, but there are other rumors as to why Tucker left. And like, we don't, we don't exactly know what happened, uh, you know, and we probably won't know for a while at least. Um, to me, that's not as important as what Tucker does next, which right. is more and, important. And important. we can see by the numbers on that video I was talking about, the interest is there. Uh, of course, we knew that. I mean, the like the thing is, uh, the, the Fox Nation subscriptions thing really matters to this because that is people putting their money where their fucking mouth is. And you usually don't get we've been talking a, a bit about the, the Bud Light shit and uh, the, the idea of like, what is an organic boycott? This was an organic boycott. People were canceling their subscriptions within, you know, minutes of hearing the news. 
This this yeah. wasn't an organized like, hey, people were like, well, there's not going to be any new episodes of Tucker, so why am I going to pay for next month? Yeah, well, um, well, I mean, Sebastian Gorka actually made a pretty good tweet about this, where he he said that Fox News basically just pulled a Bud Light, you know, move by getting rid of. I think it's worse. I think it's worse. Uh, yeah. I also think it was inevitable. I think this was this wasn't a spur of the moment thing. This had been discussed again by their lawyers and the Dominion lawyers and Tucker's lawyers. They've hashed all of these details out for hours and hours and hours inside of fucking boardrooms and over fucking Zoom and all that garbage. Like this contract has been I mean, they didn't legal zoom this thing, I guarantee, because there's too many millions, maybe billions of dollars on the line to fuck it up. Uh, but uh, what comes out of it again? Uh, uh, the 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 Richard chat said uh, he's he's had non compete clauses because of um, software engineering. That's what I'm saying. Non compete clauses are super common, and I'm not in the least bit surprised uh, to hear that he may have a non compete clause. In fact, I would expect him to have one because right. Fox isn't essentially what they're doing is buying out the remainder of his contract. And so I guess theoretically, if you had th I, this, may be what you heard is that theoretically, if he had three years on his contract, it wouldn't be out of the realm of plausibility for them to say three year, no compete. But then if that's the case, he would have had to take so much over the contract value for that to be worth it, that it wouldn't be worth it to them. And I don't know how else to describe that, but see, okay, say, say, okay, we're offering you, Sam, a deal. We're going to take you off of fucking Rumble. And let's say your contract with Rumble was for $1,000 because it's a nice even number that we can all fucking visualize, right? Yeah. And they say, all right, we're going to buy you out, Sam. You can't be here anymore. You have to leave. But you can't go anywhere else for the remainder of your contract. Well, wouldn't you say, okay, well, then I'm going to need more money for that because this is so the thousand dollars, you know, for the rest of the year, that doesn't sound fair to me because I, I can take your thousand dollars, but I can no longer work anywhere else. Right. So I'm going to yeah. need more compensation for this. And so if there is such a non-compete clause in place, I'm not saying that there isn't. He probably made them pay for it out the fucking nose. But I doubt that there is just based on that he's already got his like well-produced announcement video out there. Yeah, well, and the, well, and then you know his his website uh, today also like I I did see his actual website TuckerCarlson.com. It looks pretty published. It looks pretty well polished. And don't forget, someone brought this up to me today too. He started the Daily Caller uh, as well. He so, did. Yes. You know, so it's not like he doesn't have his own platform to fall, uh, you know, back on. If, uh, you know, in fact, I think it would actually be, it would actually kind of be cool. I'm not saying he's going to do this, but it would be cool maybe if he did a show on the Daily Caller. So, um, I don't know. If I were, if I were to speculate now, Again, not knowing what kind of non-compete he does or doesn't have. Um, right. I, I think I think if any type of, you know, 
what happens next. We should leave that out of it because we don't know. And it could, it could change the outcome. Like if he has a three year non-compete clause, then anything I say he's going to do next year is going to be wrong. Right. Um, but what, what I think is potential to happen here, uh, one big spender that might be interested in Tucker would be Spotify. Um, they're yeah. paying, they're paying a shit ton for Joe Rogan. Tucker can command a similar sizable audience. I think, um, uh, the, I am already subscribed to Spotify, so it wouldn't really change my opinion. Um, but they're, they're more likely to hand out a deal for that kind of content than pretty much anybody else. N no other network wants him because they're all lefties, you know, unless you count like OAN, but OAN has been dancing, you know, uh, on the ashes of Fox news all day. And, and Tucker probably don't want to fucking associate with that at this point. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Well, so, well, so does new, so does Newsmax. Well, and, and that's, yeah. My whole theory was that if there's a non-complete, if there's like a non-compete thing, that's how what it's for. He probably can't go to an, a, another network. Um, this is what this is like what happened with with, with uh, Adam Carolla. So, for those of you who don't know, Adam Carolla, before he did the Adam Carolla show, his podcast. He basically took over as Howard Stern's replacement on K Rock when Stern went into um, Sirius. Mm. And uh, what happened was uh, he basically got fired from K Rock over some, um, you know, BS uh, dispute or something. And they told him that he, you know, they, it was the same thing. They gave him a non, um, you know, compete. And at the time, what that meant was he basically couldn't go work for another, um, you know, radio station or something like that. Right. Um, but podcasting was brand new at that point. So he decided to try out the podcasting thing because no one else really had, had done it at that point. Um and, well, and lo and, and behold, this, this is exactly what I'm getting at is like these non-compete clauses are specifically written like people act like right. it's a one size fits all. Because a lot of times the only time people have encountered in, uh, a non-compete or an NDA is so hearing about somebody else having it. Now, like uh, uh, just another red shirt said, like like I, I was saying, like if you've been in software or development or, or hardware or anything like that, like. I've dealt with that before, certainly, um, but most people haven't, and they might have seen it in, like I say, with sports teams or broadcasters or famous people, but you have to understand, this isn't just like a, it's, again, I, I bring up LegalZoom. This isn't something you print off of LegalZoom and then have somebody sign. These non-compete right. clauses are, are very specific. Granted, I think WWE has a has a non-compete clause that's pretty generic and standard because they use the same one for everybody. This isn't going to be that case. So if they're to say uh, they could, okay, let's let's go into how ridiculous they could get with this, ignoring the fact that it might get challenged in court and be overturned if you get too ridiculous. They could say, okay, no other networks, and that would include Newsmax, OAN, 
obviously MSNBC and CNN don't want him. And that's off the table, right? And again, it's like I said, Tucker could then demand a lot more money for just that, right? But imagine if they also say no podcast. Well, how, how much more money is that going to cost? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And my guess is if they were willing to go that far, the he would probably want a he would probably want an amount of money that they are not willing to pay for that. I guarantee you he I asked certainly. I guarantee you he asked for amounts of money they're not willing to pay. And and I also guarantee you yeah. that it might have been worth it considering that they've lost a billion to the fucking Dominion and then another billion in fucking market share. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, and I mean, and again, this is all just speculation, so we don't know. But there, there well, is that's, speculation. That's not speculation. They lost a billion dollars. <laughs> well, 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 no, I, I know that, but now there's speculation that Rupert Murdoch is actually getting ready to sell Fox News. Um, because I doubt he's, it. Because he's old, and you know, he's on his his way out so. that doesn't that doesn't vibe with how he's acted his entire life so i i don't know i wouldn't count on that yeah i mean i you would you would know a little bit better about that than i than i would but that's I his will baby say that, that's like his yeah. like he could give a fuck about the rest of the fox media empire as long as you didn't take away fox news so yeah, I don't I could see him selling everything but Fox News more than I'd see him selling Fox. But hey, Vince McMahon just sold WWE, so who the fuck knows? Yeah, yeah, and that that that's kind of my point. Well, well, and usually I would agree with you except for the fact that like Rupert is uh 90 or I think 91 or 92 the last. Yeah, but he's got kids. And and I Look, it's his baby. I could see him not wanting to give it to some corporate motherfucker yeah. who's not going to do the same as he did with it. Now, granted, he used his baby to just push uh, like pro-war neocon horse shit for most of its fucking existence. Uh, so I'm not that fond of it overall, but it is his baby. And I don't see him just handing it off to... Just anybody. It, it I, would have to be the right buyer on top of the right. I buyer. thought. Well, I thought. Well, I, because I know that it was partially Rup, Rupert Murdoch's, but Roger Ailes, from what I understand, the way the way Rush Limbaugh was explained it was that Roger Ailes was more responsible f for Fox News than the both of them though. It's anything. their baby, right? This was their idea. Yeah. They were sick and tired of fucking CNN having like a left wing pulpit to scream from unopposed. Yeah. You know, and what you, you could say what you want about their brand of neoconservatism. Um, but Bill O'Reilly was successful. Despite whatever I might like think about his politics. Yeah. Or what you might think about that era of conservative politics. Like he was the top dog for a reason. That mentality was popular for a reason. And even Rush had to fucking kind of kind of bite the bullet on some of the things he he held deeply, you know, convictions about. He kind of let go because he had to support in his mind. He had to support 
push because he had to support the party. And um, yeah, that yeah, was well, the 2000s. And, if you were on the right, the 2000s was the Bushes. That's it. And Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, well, and I'm I'm actually glad that you brought that up because uh, Bo Snurdly, who was Rush's producer for years, has actually talked about this because Rush, you know, even in death, has kind of gotten some criticism for being a neocon. And the, the way that uh, James Golden or, or Bo Snurdly, I heard him recently explain this, was... Um, you know, Rush was always more of a MAGA, uh, you know, populist type conservative. But, you know, back in the 90s and early 2000s, uh, Clear Channel was already letting him get away with a lot. So as a matter of business, he kind of had to toe the line with the bushes. Um mm-hmm. You know, and and at, and let's let's you, be clear though we have there are overlaps between MAGA and Bushism. I know that people want to focus on the differences, but you you couldn't have a seamless tr- transition from one to the other if that yeah. wasn't the case. Like, uh, well, like, hey, I like mean, the average the average neocon, uh, like like boomer in in their middle age in the two thousands was more focused on kitchen table issues and defending our country from terrorism. Right. And so that motivated a lot of like their politics and, and policies of the time and going, speaking out against it, uh, wasn't financially beneficial or more importantly, in the case of like a rush beneficial well, in terms of your reach, because if you ran afoul of the Bush Bill O'Reilly like establishment at that point, it could have been the end of your career. Well, and, and even me as like a young conservative, like I will, I mean, you know, and Max, you, you know this because you've listened to some of my older shows. I myself was a neocon primarily because uh, of the, the Iraq war. I, I initially supported it because i i had the idealistic like captain america literal superhero thing where it's like well we're gonna go fight terrorism and to be fair how old were you at the time Uh, 2003 probably like like, 14 oh and in 2000 in 2003 i was god probably like nine or ten at that right right so look look if you were nine or ten years old during the beginning of the Iraq War, it don't matter. Like you get a pass, okay? The people I don't give a pass to are the people that actually pushed for it. That's why I give Russia pass. He didn't push right. for it. Right. He, no. said, he said it was a it was a maybe a necessary evil or something to that effect, but he never uh, glorified it, and he said we shouldn't do it many many times. But. Well, you know what do I know? I'm not a foreign policy. Like he always qualified it. You know. Well, and well, and the other thing too is, uh, like a lot of, like a lot of my fr- a lot of my friends, like in middle school and whatnot, who were also, uh, you know, kind of into politics because I I wasn't the only one. Like a lot of us, like watched the towers come down as kids and so there there was that big like rah-rah uh you know patriotism thing i i think what changed is really like once we were in our 20s 
And we were like, we're still over in the Middle East. Like we were kids when 9-11 happened, but yet we're still over there for something that happened. Like when we were, when we were little, when we were little, when we were little uh, kids. Before the botch, the botch of the end of the Afghanistan war, just, just to really drive this home. There were people that were born after the war started going over to fight on the front lines. Yeah. Yeah, I know that that's what we that's one thing I could guarantee. I could if you gave me time, I can't do it on the spot right this moment. But if you gave me some fucking time, I could find quotes of Rush saying, quote, this is going to turn into a quagmire. Right. That's a Rush quote. So like he yeah. was critical of it, and that's why I guess that's why my loyalties always stayed towards Russia's kind of brand of conservatism as my hope, because more people listen to him, and that's that's one thing you got to remember. Tucker's more of a rush in terms of popularity than a Bill yeah. O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly was very popular with at the time like thirty to sixty year old males, right? Tucker's popularity is a lot younger than that. And oh and yeah, more broad. Well, and even and even like I I will say Rush's popularity, despite him being a boomer, and see, this is one of the things that like drives me crazy about, about like Fuentes and the whole all boomers are bad thing. It's like, no, there are there are baby boomers like Rush who were successful at reaching out to the teens and the twenty somethings, you know, at, at the you know time. Like I, I was one of them. I had I not heard Rush Limbaugh when I was you know as young as I was, I wouldn't have been inspired to get into talk radio, I, I, and I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today, you know. People um, don't realize how so. influential Rush Limbaugh actually was. Um, the, the there's estimates of anywhere between you know six and thirty million daily listeners, depending on how you get your statistics in the nineties. Uh, uh, that's he, not even close to unrealistic either. I mean, even even in even up and even up into like the twenty, you know even into like the mid 2010s, just a few years ago, like I always, I always went off the, the statistics from talkers, which was the trade magazine of like talk mm-hmm. radio. And rush was always like monthly. It, he was always either number one, you know, or number two, usually number one with around like, you know, 15 to 20 million listeners. So, um, yeah, and and in in the nineties, it, it peaked at I I think it would peaked well above thirty, but like consistently getting a number thirty was one that got thrown out often because think about it in the nineties in the morning, on your way to work, you're more likely to have had the radio on, and right? If you're at all politically inclined. Well, up here there's two. Up here there's Rush, and then there's Howie Carr. Uh, but uh, yeah, I probably don't know how a car. Outside no, I no, area. I actually, I actually do because I was added to like a Facebook, you know, group of his, like, you know, back when everyone went on 
Facebook. So he's like the lone voice of not Democrat, you know, on like local media here. Yeah, I also I also knew of Neil Bortz too. Um, yep. So. Yeah, but Howie Carr, I like Howie Carr. Uh, but even he would he would be pulling in you know hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of views or listens rather. Uh, yeah. Because people drive into work and they're trying to listen to what's new. And, and that, that thing, that's still true even if you go outside of like purely political talk radio. What was other popular radio shows at the time on the music stations? Well, you had shit like The Breakfast Club. What do they do? Talk about politics. Talk about news. Talk about what's going on in hip-hop specifically, but then also talk about major events. What do you have over on the rock channels? Well, they'll have the fucking... The morning zoo with a, a imagine I have a flushing toilet sound effect and uh, a slide yeah. whistle and all that stupid shit. But what do they do? They make parody songs about the news. They talk about what's going on. They make jokes about it. This longer form format that's a little more free form is objectively way more popular than the scripted television or um, or segments like that. It's. There, it's not even right. comparable how much more popular it is. Well, even the even like the thing that with the radio though too is, and I I witnessed this like firsthand once I got you know older and actually went into a few radio shows. I mean, radio shows are very segmented, and one of the things that I've always appreciated about um, like podcasting and long form is you can dive into into really deep conversations whereas with like with radio right uh you have to you always have to take like a break for a station id or something and so you're always constantly breaking things up to play advertising breaks and you don't have to do that in podcasting so yeah yeah i mean i never minded that part of it it's obviously just that's the gig if you're a dj right no i, um, I it, but it it does it does detract from any meaningful conversations it's fine and, and that's why it works so well like i like i mentioned uh i i said the breakfast club but the one i was thinking of like the hip-hop morning show around here i think it was ramiro and pebbles and it yeah. was just a dude and, and a chick and they would just talk about the news like a normal like you know hip-hop oriented station they'd be like oh wow that's that's crazy that R. Kelly peed on his cousin. Wow, I never heard that. You know, shit like that. And then they move up. It's a segment. It's a bit. And it's contained within one, you know, but squeezed between two ad breaks. That works out so perfect. But if you want to go beyond that, beyond having like a little, a little dig about the news or a sarcastic remark or like I said, a parody song, uh, the breaks can obviously be a problem with that. Generally speaking, if you're doing long form content, on the radio the best thing to do if you're like talking to somebody is actually just pre-record the whole conversation and then split it into bits and insert right. the ad rather than disrupt it but most radio as many people might not actually realize anymore is live in studio even now um, right and it gets tough to hey you know it's it's 9 13 we have an ad break at exactly 9:14 and 12 seconds. Wrap it up, guy. You know, I, I'll have the producer flashing red lights at me, fucking waving like, "What the fuck?" 
Um, if you've yeah. never done actual broadcasting, ladies and gentlemen, it's not as fun as this. Well, this is why every person on the internet has a fucking podcast because they don't have to deal with Phil over there with his headset on over at the fucking glass, banging on the glass. Like, Hey, we're going to fucking break you piece of shit. Well, well, what, what, what's funny though, is welcome to radio. <laughs> what, what's funny is when I, when I was, when I did internet radio as like a, as a teenager, uh, my friend, uh, Jason and I, he, so I was part of a larger group called junior factor nation. And there were a couple of us who were young conservatives. And the idea was we had our, we had our network, uh, of like, of live podcasters. Uh, and we, we formatted it like radio. And the idea was because no one knew what podcasting or was at the time that we could all kind of, uh, that we could do it like a pod. We could do it like a radio show in hopes that we could each kind of, you know, take it to our local, you know, stations and demo it and do it that way. So we pretty much did things like radio. We didn't, we kind of adhered to the FCC rules two of no swearing, which as soon as, as soon as I went fully independent, I threw that out the fucking window. Well, that's uh, that's the thing. We got to rig that in because I can't have you cursing anymore. Oh, oh shut! Oh shut the fuck up! My uh, mother said Shmuley. so. Speak, speaking of yeah, well, if if look, if Shmuley's mom said so, we gotta kind of we gotta we gotta listen. Anyhow, uh, MAGA News Network brought up smugly over here. It's God just damn in it. time. Uh, what do you well, say? Yeah, yeah. What he we said? Uh, he said uh, one dollar from MAGA News Network. Wow, just two boomers talking about the old days in Rush. Smugly is just muted out. Three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I say that's a pretty uh, accurate representation. And then, uh, and then he did the emojis for. I think what it is is like Sam can walk. And then he said, read my chat. I paid you. I own you. That's true. <laughs> that, yeah. that, uh, argue. Well, if you want to own Sam, I guess, you know, you can own him for a dollar, apparently. We'll read your chat. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like a cripple of your very own, uh. we, can, we can offer you this wonderful model here for the low, low price of whatever you want to throw into the chat. We're going to have to ask legal. Uh, oh, God. No, I don't want to ask legal because they tell me no every time. <laughs> Go on legal Zoom and see if we can <laughs> sell Sam. Yeah, chat GPT, can mm. I sell Sam Whitfield for super chats? Who, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who, you know what? You know what's funny is chat is I asked Chat GPT to like write a review of the. Try like a news like style like review of the Whitfield report, and it came up with like a brilliant, like well written, like Vanity Fair uh type piece on the Whitfield report. So, Did one that probably had, yeah, if it didn't mention smugly, I mean, hey, can now, you call me that? <laughs> Okay, I don't Shut like it because it, it's 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 a combination of smug and ugly. Yes, and making fun of my name. 
which is which is fucking brilliant. I mean, it's it it really is just a brilliant fucking attack on my. Person. It's an attack. It's an attack on like your very being. <laughs> great. Like it's so on point that I can't really, because uh, I am smug. I am yeah. ugly. You know, it's like it's it's like holy shit. Yeah. Well. It- it is better than it is better than uh, it is better than Mercer's insult of Sammy no of Sammy no legs. Like the thing of it is, is I do have legs. <laughs> what I love about I love about Mersh is just how unintentionally funny he is. Yeah. Like they, yeah, like that's the funniest thing about him. Like he thinks he's this grand comedian or whatever, <laughs> and he he is. But not the way he wants. His jokes are so bad. But like the kind of guy he is. I mean, I mean once again, I I don't want to like rip off pot awful, but like it, it's just such an accurate description of why he's funny. Just the the type of person he is is inherently hilarious. He's he's poor. He's got poor like attitudes. You know what I mean? He's got poor. Yeah. Like, even if he has Sam. money, like he'll never ever be anything but poor. Yeah, yeah. It's like Sam. Look, you know, I was nice to you, okay? So you owe me. You owe me, like, because if I'm like nice to you, that's a favor. I can ask, come back, and and call in that favor, okay? Your Mersh impression is too good, and I have a feeling that if you keep going, I'm just gonna clip it and tweet it at him. And the fact of the the fact of the matter is, Sam is like he doesn't understand that you're just pretending to be crippled. Like he doesn't get that it's a bit. (laughs) Yeah. And like that's that in and of itself is hilarious that he he's not even like in on the fucking joke. And he sat there during a fucking interview with with him, and he sat there and like fucking bought it. So the I don't know. He's got the sharpest tool in the shed. And uh, Sam, uh, you're a cripple, and I'm not even gonna point that out in my interview with you. The the funny thing of it is 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 he uh, he actually in his uh, like insult thing about me actually made me way more crippled than i actually uh am because that's great because it's it set the bar for you so low (laughs) that you can just walk right over it (laughs) (laughs) no i and and that's it and that's what i that's what i little that's what i literally did i went on to uh ian I went on to Ian Ellis's show, and Ian Ellis is a podcaster from Chicago who hates Mersh. And after five, of course, who, of course, who does? There, there's like a long laundry list of people who have more beef with Mersh than I do. But I got invited onto the show, and Ian Ellis's first thing was, "Geez." Is this the same guy that Merch was making fun of? He he really doesn't seem that crippled at all. 
because like Mersh's version is like, ah, he's retarded. He's completely crippled. He's got no legs. He's just, it's like, what are you fucking on, dude? No, 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 no. No, what's fun? What's funny is is the bit became, and this made Mersh mad. Was that I was the, I was that I was actually the one who made who made Mersh, not 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 him, because I've I've been doing this way longer than Mersh has. So, yeah, my Mersh impression is terrible, by the way, because mine is just him yelling like a fucking smirk. <laughs> Shmooly's is Shmooly's is good. The only thing the only thing I would recommend Shmooly is if you want to really get get authentic is you didn't take enough cigarette drags uh, during your. <laughs> That's probably true. You know, if if you're gonna do a merch impression, what what you have to do is, uh, and if Shmooly's mother is listening, sorry, ma'am, but I I, I am going to encourage your son to to start smoking for the. For the bit, what you need, what you need to do, Shmuley is just start... smoking for a bit. Purely <laughs> is pretty based. I can't deny. It is, well, is... what if you ironically smoke the cigarette? Yeah, if it, if you're ironically doing it for a bit, I don't think that causes cancer. Yeah, like if you ironically chain smoke. And I like ironically make poor financial decisions just to really nail yeah, my impersonation. To, really to get that character. <laughs> you know, I'll buy like a, a, a shitty old beamer and uh, I'll come on here and tell guys, you I have, just need you have to get re- You have we to get rejected need, by an e-girl too. We just need $5 in the chat. $5 would be life-changing. Okay. Life-changing. It would really change this entire operation of the Whitfield Report. You're, you're, you're just. Shmuley's going to become a method actor, so he's just gonna he's just gonna become Mersh. You know so that, that um... when Mersh dies, see this is the trick. Mersh is not the first Mersh. You guys didn't know this, but what happens is it's actually the Mersh curse, where. Yeah. It's Every the Mersh effect. Yeah, it's the Mersh effect. Like you become him physically, and then at some point, when the previous Mersh, uh, you know, kills themselves over their bad financial decisions, you just move into his house, and nobody knows. You've just become Mersh. It's it's Mersh isn't a name; it's a title that people hold. Oh, yeah. He's like the thing, you know. But. By the by, the way, he he also uh, he he tweeted out something like, "I to- I told you Fox News was gonna die if they got rid of Tucker," and it's like, yeah, that that was, wow, yeah. such wow. insight. <laughs> well, and and like, wow, you know, the thing about Mersh is that he adopted all of this like conservative stuff. It's just a grift. I mean, he was never really that big into it, and he still isn't. I mean, explain why he's hanging out with uh, Alex Stein and no a known crossdresser in front of children. True. He's going on his show, of uh, you know, and it wasn't like an adversarial. He's, he's thing. actually he's defending that specifically. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Spe- <laughs> So Mersh specifically defends dressing in drag in front of children. It's so weird. Yeah, and and, and look, I, you know, we're 
we're fans of satire, right? A lot of my stuff is satire. But when you're satiring the thing, just engaging in the behavior that you're satiring... <laughs> It's like it doesn't well, work. It's like it's like if I walk in oh man, I without fed posting too hard. It's like if I walk up to somebody and I just start stabbing them and say, see, this is a satire of a serial killer, guys. Isn't this funny satire? This is like what a serial killer does. Isn't that funny? So I mean if it wasn't like cross-dressing in front of children, I mean if if um by the way, my original analogy was going to be a mass shooter, and I thought better of it. But the same fucking principle applies. You can't do the thing and claim to be a satire of it. I just thank God that Alex Stein isn't satire and pedophilia. Uh, that's uh, we'll get there, I'm sure. <laughs> because, well, uh... well, did you see there was that weirdo? Like there was there was some weirdo on Twitter who made like a pedophile flag and tweeted it out and then tried to claim that it was like ironic or something and, and elon was like nope you're fucking gone look if you read queer theory okay <laughs> oh, my, oh, my, oh my god gail rubin was pretty specific that they're part of the coalition now, oh. today might not be your lucky day that you're going to find out this news, but they're part of the coalition, okay? From the day one. Besides that you need to smoke more part, I would also say your dramatic pauses are way too short to be Mersh. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to slow my brain down to an IQ so fucking... <laughs> Oh, and it's hard to bear. It's hard to bear that you know that there's like three to five seconds of dead air in between your fucking <laughs> sentence. Like, that drives uh, me crazy. I mean, the the thing is that on this show, I have to slow myself down. You know, yeah, when no. I'm speaking, I'm speaking in a much slower cadence. I'm Max talks to me. I'm almost insufferable because I talk too fast and I make mistakes. That you would if you talk too fast. That's true. He is insufferable, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. He's insufferable, but he's can, also... Can confirm. No. <laughs> he's, uh, he, he's insufferable, but he's also lovable. He He's a Florida man. Uh, Thank you for doxing me. That's really cool, Sam. Yeah. Well, I heard, I heard that he resides in the United States of America. You son of a well, bitch. Well, when he's... I meet... When I say he's a Florida man, I mean persona wise. We're just we're just gonna release secrets about each other now, huh? Oh God! There, I mean, you see that plate behind him—the one with the dog—that was given to him by his grandfather. Damn. Uh, 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 aunt, actually, but yeah, you're not. I know. No, no, I know. I know a lot of things about you. Because I'm, I know all kinds of stuff, and so I just wouldn't recommend we play the uh, doxing each other game, Sam. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think that's a good policy. Okay, cool, cool. So, what else do we got in the news? Uh, well, but so besides uh, Tucker getting uh, ousted, what else? do we have we have uh 
Oh, well, I have well, something here. Uh, I'm just going to read this. I, I, I had this prepared earlier, if that's okay. Um, so uh, let me just get in my notes here. Bring this up. Um, it says, uh, why did the tomato turn red? Why? Because why? it saw the salad dressing. <laughs> God damn it. God that, damn it. Uh... You know, oh, what? I, love it. I, think... I forgot about the part where I intended to read these out loud. That was the part that I didn't account for. Why did the tomato turn red? Oh, God. There's even a... All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. What do you call a fake noodle? What? An impasta. <laughs> God damn. These are all good. Yeah. I, I, I forgot it. I forgot to add the effects button. (laughs) Well, that's a shame because we need applause every time I make a point. You know. Uh, we we do. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it! Why don't scientists trust atoms? Uh, why? Because they make everything up. God damn it! That makes I, it even worse. One of one of the things that uh oh one of the things relating to uh, not that this is really newsworthy, but I I find it kind of interesting. Is I see. I I just want to point out. I see our numbers start to go down. Sorry, sorry. What? What, we one, lost. One, we lost like five viewers because of my dad jokes. Based dad jokes. Uh yeah. That, well, that's well, that's what we're doing. Uh, but no. Related to the Tucker thing, though, I did find this isn't really newsworthy, but I do find interesting that uh, Nick Fuentes was trending on Twitter yesterday, and the reason why he was trending is because he's. He was going to ex- you want to talk about doxing. He uh he he tried to dox Tucker's father as like a CIA asset. And the only reason the only reason that Tucker Carlson is successful, according to Nick Fuentes, is because uh his dad got him like a gig with the cia essentially fuentes's point boils down to he's a controlled opposition but like uh fed says what also um (laughs) you know who's the guy with all the pedophiles and the people who have like child pornography charges and yeah like who who's that is that tucker no that's nick fuentes who's the laughing stock Who's the one that everybody's making fun of? Who's the one whose claim to fame is throwing a cup of fucking juice in L.A. at some people for calling him a Nazi? Like, who cares what he thinks, honestly? And and I'll tell you why he's going to make that line of attack. Because relevance. It's not even relevance. It's he doesn't need the relevance. He didn't even care if he was trending on Twitter or not. I'm sure he like liked it after the fact. But, like, that wasn't his intent and in what he was doing. What he's doing is his whole shit's falling apart because he's aided and abetted a pedophile for years in the acquisition of young boys to fucking abuse. 
And because all that came out, well, if you're a cult leader, you need to circle the wagons of who's left. And the best way to do that is to find an enemy and attack. And so Tucker has just become the enemy out of convenience that he's not going to come back at them. He's not going to defend himself from it. Right. So it's just a narrative that this guy can use to keep his little cult members in, in the fucking presence of a pedophile that, you know, he, he says he denounces, but then he fucking blames the victims of. So Nick Fuentes is relevant. Nick Fuentes is, I just want to be real clear. Nick Fuentes is trending on Twitter and relevant only to obscure the fact that he protected a pedophile for many years. Yeah. I mean, damn. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and also it's probably gay, but that's besides the point. Um, oh my, I mean, pro I mean, probably it would be, let me put it this way. It would be shocking if he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's, it's, if you're gay, that's, that's fine, Nick, but you don't need to feed pedophiles, little boys, you fucking sick fuck. Mm. You're, uh, don't even get me started on his little buddy Ali there. No, they're, they're no, fucking... I all gross disgusting people they don't deserve to be treated as this is why i'm going so hard sam i'm sorry if i'm going a little too far no no uh, well no actually i i'm glad i'm glad you are because someone someone actually brought that up like last night in, in dms at, like hey hey why is this idiot trending and yeah i want to know because... where the, i want to know where the lie is that max is saying i mean where, where's the lie i don't i, I detect no lie no, no eyes here. And the fact of the matter is, is um, I had talked, I had spoken with Max previously because um, Brittany Vinti was bringing up these same points. Um, attacking Tucker for supposedly having helped fought against communism in Latin America is not the own that they fucking yeah, think it is. That really isn't. It really and, isn't. And what his father was with in the. Um, intelligence apparatus during the cold war fighting the soviet union so, oh wow we need to disavow him yeah yeah imagine that you well, know yeah he was in the intelligence establishment under the reagan era oh you know the, the thing is is like these young i hate to, i hate to shit on young people i'm trying not to it's so hard but young people have no context for this shit. They think that the deep state now is far left and it always has been. And even if this guy was like a the glowiest of glowy in 1985, he was too busy fighting communists to worry about transgenders in your fucking school or whatever the fuck they're freaking out about. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, well they, I they, they do a lot of like the Sandinistas and shit. That's what I'm well, saying. That that's a specific accusation. The other accusation is basically that um he grew up upper middle class and um married into money. I I don't see this as the dig that they think it is either. Um yeah. <laughs> I mean, his analysis on the elites versus the people is still solid. It doesn't make sense. The The idea that someone has to be a, like, permanently poor fucking person like Mersh in order to uh, criticize the regime is ridiculous. I mean, yeah, and the, uh, the, idea, that, the idea that all that all people with money are bad, too, which is something that these uh, America 
first assholes have is ludicrous, considering the fact that for a long time, they purported to support Donald Trump, who, guess what, is fucking loaded. Yeah. So. This this idea that, like, um, you have to just hate wealth is really weird to me. That's never been on the right until, um, really, I want to say, not post-Trump, but post-2009 is when I saw yeah. that, like. Like Occupy brought that shit in. I, I've been saying I think ground zero for like all of our political strife nowadays, but specifically the proliferation of socialist and social justice thought all directly fucking stems from like it's it's, you know, the 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 primordial ooze of the Occupy Wall Street movement. Yeah, well, what well else? It also goes back to the idea that that all boomers are that all boomers are cringe and all you know well that's like, true i mean to be fair but like but well, like well that, rush well rush limbaugh though was yeah but it doesn't matter like the point is all boomers are cringe depending on your perspective we always got to remember with things like this is such a such a fucking subjective sure. term in the first place it's like as compared to what are boomers cringe if you're fucking 19 years old? Yeah, all of them are. All of them are. I am yeah. too, right? So it, we, we just got to kind of remember that. Like to the 15-year-old, you are cringe. You are old. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I, listen, I know, I, I know I'm old. I know to some of these kids, I'm old. To Gen, to Gen Alpha, I'm old. So. And boomer has lost all meaning. Because and they're can't. just gonna kill you. Yeah, they they call anybody you know. They call each other like Zoomers. Be calling Zoomers fucking boomers. It's a, like it's a meaningless term. Look, I don't yeah. like it, but it's just it's the way it's gonna go, Sam. You know, writing's on the wall. Yeah. It's uh, it's just like five to one, basically. <laughs> that. <that's wrong. laughs> You're a boomer, buddy. It's true. They're coming for you. It's, it's that. It's just all one day. You just wake up and suddenly you're a boomer. It's you know. It They're coming for you, Sam, in both the sexual and non-sexual meaning of the term. Uh, 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 well, you know, at least with one of those, I suppose I could be a little bit flattered. But I uh, guess we uh, solved the uh, riddle of why Sam turned red. <laughs> that's that's because I was out in the sun all day. God yeah, God. okay. <laughs> uh, so. We got another dollar from Magnum News Network, and it says my poem, and I think he's written a poem. Should we read the poem for a dollar? Uh, What's it about? Let me see. It's about uh, Mersh. Uh, yeah, yeah, why not? <clears throat> let, me, let me try and give my best... Uh, literary poetic read reading oh if sam wants to read it i could read it mersh a man of poor financial sense lives on a couch in great in great pretense his money spent on frivolous things awaiting him with not but borrowed wings 5 a.m the podcaster of one kind or no, yeah, Sam, the podcaster of one. I love that. 
ladies and gentlemen, just we got to reiterate, he just read his own name <laughs> as 5 a.m. Uh, that, that has to be the word you've seen the most in your life. Just okay, we can we can have somebody who uh can read faster than like three words per minute. No, no, no. He was doing great. I just okay, thought that was yeah. really funny that he like got his own name wrong. Right? That was great. Go ahead. It, 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 it was the font. It looked like a five from here, but yeah. it, it looked like that to me too. So I'm... yeah, Sam, the podcaster of one kind, becomes the target of Mercer's mind. Anger and bitterness, his daily bread, a lost soul with nothing shed, blaming others. For his own mistakes, Mersh wallows in despair and hate. The couch is thrown, the only reprieve from the harsh reality he can't believe. Oh, Mersh, why won't you see his path to happiness and glee? Take control of your own fate before it's too late. So, Mersh, let go of the past. And step into the fight at last. For you have the power to succeed. And with that, a life of joy and peace. I think that was a pretty decent poem. I think it's pretty accurate for how Mersh lives his life. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Especially so, the part about him having poor uh, poor financial sense. Lives on a couch with great pretense. His yeah. money spent on frivolous things. I think that that's pretty fucking accurate. That's pretty good. Yeah, we got fucking poems in our chat. We have the best chat. Not yeah. nine million, nine million views on Rumble, though, folks. I mean, everybody, uh, type night nice in the chat. Yeah, give yourself a round of applause, chat. You're the real fucking whatever. You're the you're the real stars. <laughs> So also, also yes, uh, Ralph is getting uh, like he's separated or something. But but listen, we're not going to talk about that. Go over to uh, go over to Cog's channel or someone else. Yeah, that, that, I mean, who's Ralph, uh, the fat guy who's like a bad person. Everybody um, dis- not besides yeah, besides Mersh, um, Jesse from Pod Awful. No, He's no. Je- Jesse's the greatest guy. Oh, okay. Right. No, uh, yeah, I heard that. Listen, the thing is, is anything that comes out of fucking Ethan Ralph is probably bullshit. He's always playing some angle. If his wife did li- leave him, he'll still lie about it. Who fucking cares? I hope I hope she did because a wife and child being around him is probably a bad idea with the goddamn state he's in. Uh, if any of Ralph's fucking sycophants want to come by, look, we really ever fucking talk about him, but I'll say this. The man needs fucking help or stop giving him money to kill himself. If you can't do either of those two things for him, you're part of the problem. You're probably fucked up, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, speaking like, let's, of... Let's just fucking stop with the guy. He's It's, it's not funny yeah. when he's abusing kids and shit. Speaking of being a fat loser, that's a good segue to neat news. <laughs> yeah, news. Neat news. McDonald's has announced that it will be testing a new plant-based chicken nugget following the introduction of the Chick-fil-A new cauliflower sandwich. The new chicken plant McNuggets will be available for testing in Germany from February 22nd 2023 and will be made from a mix of peas, corn, 
and wheat. The McPlant Burger was launched in the United States in 2020, but was quietly removed from the menu in 2021. The success of the McPlant Nugget in Germany will determine if they will be launched in the United States. The European market is more receptive to plant-based items because they are gay. True. That was uh, the Associated Press reporting, allcliffs.com. Impossible Food has announced a recall of its plant-based chicken nuggets due to the possibility of small pieces of wood in the products. The recall affects the Impossible Chicken Nugget made from plants and the Impossible Chicken Nuggies produced between October 20th and November 23rd, 2022. Are you saying that these nuggies you 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 eat so much wood that you turn gay? Yes, yes. And and the recall is from the nuggets that have been produced from November 23rd, 2022 to October 20th, 2023. Right. So they're going to recall ones made for the next 6 months? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Look, I mean, look, who wants to eat wood besides the gays, right? No injuries have been reported, and the company is offering affected customers a coupon for a future purchase. Well, let's be real. Like, we've all eaten wood chips before. It's probably not that big a deal. And that article, uh, I summarized it, obviously, for Neat News. Uh, Trisha Covo, ConsumerReports.com. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. And that includes neat news. They're making the nuggies gay. Yeah, I mean, I I think that uh, that it makes sense, right? Like Europeans are more receptive to this kind of disgusting trash um, right. because they're Here, inferior people. Right. Here's the thing with uh, here's the thing with all this plant based shit is it it takes it takes more like producing plant based shit is actually more harmful to animals than it is to uh you know to actually just kill them because you're killing their you're basically taking their food source yeah and you're one of those one serving of those nuggets at least the impossible nuggets that i've actually like had the nutritional thing on because uh, I don't know about the specific ones he's talking about, but it doesn't really matter because it's true of pretty much all this plant-based food. One serving contains three times my uh, recommended daily salt intake. Now, that's because I've had a heart attack, and you might think, okay, well, yours, Max, is going to be really, really low because you have a heart condition, and so obviously you're going to take in less salt. Well, let's look at what the normal person's is. It's about 2,000 milligrams per day. Do you know what one serving of the fucking Impossible Nuggets has? Like what? 3.500. So it's 1.5 or 1. I'm sorry, 1.75 times as much salt in one serving of food than a normal person is supposed to have all day. The reason for that is because without that much fucking salt, they have no flavor at all, and they're tasteless, bland pieces of shit. Yeah. What of gives course. meat a lot of its character is its fat, and this demonization right. of fat is a, is a problem. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you were going to make it 
I would imagine you would want to use uh, mushrooms, right? But I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. It's just closer to meat than you would think, like, uh, like McDonald's is using peas, corn, and wheat. Yeah, but they could just they could just dump because uh, it's not just one type of salt. What they do is they'll they'll do a pass. Okay, here's some garlic salt. Here's some onion salt. Here's yeah. some sea salt. And it's all these different salts that have a slight variation on flavor mixed together. So, like for me, what I like to do is I I use like the bare minimum of salt in my cooking. Mm-hmm. And I use a lot of either fresh or or even you know that white bitch is crazy because powdered shit's good too, um, but you use as little salt as possible because the salt is where most of your she's right about that most of your flavor comes from the salt. Yeah. So, but what they're doing is the exact opposite of that. They're like, well, we need a little garlic instead of using just garlic. Well, let's use garlic salt. Well, we need onion. Let's use onion salt until there's so much different and and the reason they do that though is if they don't. If they just use onion powder instead of onion salt, again, you will get a cheap fucking... It, it tastes like cardboard. Yeah. Because that's there's how a, that shit all used to taste until they figured this out. Yeah, there, there's a trick that uh, when you start playing around with, with food and stuff with salt, if you have big grains of salt, you can use less salt. Yes. And, and you get more of that effect. The uniformity of salt makes it less impactful on the flavor of their food. Right. And, 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 and you can intuit like garlic oh. salt is actually just a little better because it's inherently not uniform. It looks it when you're looking at the powder, but on like a smaller, like under a microscope, it's not. Yeah. That uh, would make sense. But I mean, you right. can intuit this. If you just think of like a big ass pretzel, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you're going to taste the salt. You're going to basically have, just a big piece of salt laying on your tongue. And when that happens, you're like, Ooh, that's good. Whereas if it was just uniformly salty, it wouldn't have that same impact. So that's just, you know, it, well, cooking tip. it might on the first, but as soon as your palate's yeah. adjusted, it's fucking gone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I actually use like a, uh, like sea salt. Yeah. It's, exactly. it's all completely irregular. And I have a grinder. You know, uh, like yeah. Same here. Yeah. I, Himalayan, we use uh, Himalayan pink salt, salt which is really good. It's yeah, you're fancy. It's because you're, it's because you're, you're bougie. Yeah, yeah, ha- like, it, but you claim to be against the elites, but you use, <laughs> you use Himalayan Himala- salt. pink Himalayan salt. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I, I've used it before. Yeah, I, you got, I actually find you got that. Me. I guess MAGA News Network and Chad is right that you're a globalist. <laughs> whoa you whoa. can't even use american salt whoa whoa uh, you know being a globalist that's uh that's a bit far well that's what he said he said you cheated at csgo and that you're a globalist <laughs> uh, i again i've never played csgo oh because of the global effect oh no Oh, that's so true. Because it's because uh, it's Counter Strike Global Offensive. So if you cheated to win at it, you're a globalist. I get it. Oh, that is pretty. That is a good. That is also a good one, you know though. you can't even use American salt. You gotta be getting salt from the Himalayas. Yeah, well, that's a little fancy. See, I, I mean, like to get my salt the old-fashioned way. 
on Twitter. We can just name this like Sam posting L's. I mean, this, <laughs> yeah, this we, is just one Sam L after another. We've gone way too hard on Sam today. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey, listen. A- 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 Apex did this re- regularly. So at least you guys are sober for it. So. Well, and how, how, you know. how much of it is serious? That's the thing is nobody ever knows. They, they can speculate. They can say none of it. They'd be wrong. So you're, I mean, the idea that I would go on the internet, okay, and say something that I don't earnestly believe yeah. is absurd and Who an attack that? on my character. Yeah. That would be an affront, affront to our norms. I'm disgusted at the accusation in this point. Yes. Yeah, who, we who firm, does that? We firmly believe that, that uh, Sam can walk. <laughs> Dan, we're, we're still we're still going with that, huh? Well, why would anybody why would anybody go on the internet and say something inflammatory like that to somebody? You know. Look, what we'll do is if you think Sam is uh, actually crippled, post a wheelchair emoji. If you think you can walk, <laughs> post a walk emoji, and we'll see what chat thinks. Oh god. If we're gonna start polling chat on whether they think he can walk or not, I hate to see what happens when we have a couple hundred viewers. Because they're all just gonna say yes. And then how's he gonna prove him wrong? Because that that's the, the best <laughs> part about all of this is even if he gets down and like crawls across the floor, you could still just say, Well, of course, because he's on camera. Well, remember the other uh, show? Like, this is the thing. Like, on the other, uh, one of the other episodes, he said, like, oh, I ran. He did. I ran to get this. Remember, and I was or, like. Or when he Ooh. walked out of an assembly in high school. Yeah, yeah. I walked out of an assembly in high school. And you're just <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what are we there? It was a figure of it was a figure of speech. Like I don't know if I should do that. You know, like I'm. I mean, this guy's hiring me. I'm on his show, but like, uh, the evidence just keeps. I've I've heard the rumors, and you know, we're 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 at the point where it's uh, a strong suspicion. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Look, even if you could walk, I'd still be your friend. Okay. I don't uh, know. Well, I don't know. That might be a step too far for me. Well, <laughs> what the, what the... <laughs> I would say that I would disavow, but I mean, that would imply that I ever avowed you. True. Have you ever noticed that? These True. people are like, do you disavow? It's like, who runs around avowing people? I, I've never understood that. Yeah. Remember when um, it was literally in the Twitter rules or, or somebody's rules that you had to disavow Alex Jones if you ever talked about him? And so we did a whole episode of my show where we just disavowed everybody. Yeah. Just, it, but it, so I, I've already disavowed fucking everybody. <laughs> If you're watching just, me right now, I disavow you personally. I don't know what you did. I don't know why, but I disavow. What is the dictionary definition of avow? Because if it, if it's what I think it is, I mean, it just doesn't make any it's sense. Like, it's like, I don't know if about the dictionary definition, but it's essentially a sworn oath. 
yeah that's what that's what i'm saying like that so like the the concept that these people are like oh well you need to disavow this person it's it's kind of like um when did you stop beating your wife yeah yeah do your parents know you're gay (laughs) yeah yeah it's (laughs) literally that and everybody's running around going oh i disavow if you do that I, i guess i missed the uh swearing an oath to random people on the internet i don't yeah right and so what we need right now is everybody to raise their hand and swear an oath to um uh to walk with sam (laughs) no 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 i've got one better uh stand with sam (laughs) (laughs) hashtag stand with sam baby there we go that's the t-shirt the t-shirt is uh, hashtag stand with sam and it's the the guy walking emoji dude, oh my god no it, the guy walking emoji next to the disability wheelchair <laughs> oh man did and you just, got i stand with sam it's a it's it's that meme with the uh fork in the road and on one side it shows like you know <laughs> the walk emoji and on the other side it's the wheelchair guy and it just says which way modern man you know <laughs> i was thinking about this and uh it's uh... interesting that uh, you know we could create t-shirts that people could like wear in public and promote the show that's not what we do <laughs> I come up with a shirt that says internet scumbag for my show as if anybody wants to wear that in public. We're coming up with like crippled jokes about standing with Sam. Like uh, we're like, we got this bad. We're really, really bad at grifting guys. I hate to say yeah, that. Yeah. But I think that we're really good at audience building because, you know, it's an inside joke True. that no one else will understand. And that is so well, on brand for us. Well, well no well no th- think of it th- think of it this way the though and, and this is think think of it someone sees one of our inside jokes on a shirt like in and then it adds like the podcast name like on the bottom or, or whatever so someone so someone sees the shirt and is like what the fuck is this about <laughs> and and then you tell them to go like check out the that's what Al- that's what Alex Jones actually did with Info Wars, where I I think he, I think like someone made like a, a you know the frogs are gay, sure or something like that. We need and- to we need to go do a man on the street thing with Sam and like have you need a uh, like a at least a five out of ten attractive young woman, right? And she'll hold the camera. You go to a university campus. Sam, you sit sit there in your wheelchair, and then you're like, "Excuse me, do you think this guy is faking it?" Right, and then they look at you, and then you can kind of see if people think you're faking it. I that would be an interesting social experiment, though. But they would have to; she'd have to be far enough away from you that it doesn't seem like you you you're hearing what she's saying, right? Because then people would feel more at comfort to answer. Yeah, don't worry, he is really deaf. But is he faking the rest of it? Yeah, just, no, like, just, like, ten feet away at, like, a busy, yeah. like, cul-de-sac, and she's just like, do you think he's uh, faking it? We're just asking people out here. 
you know, it's just a social experiment and they'll be like, Hmm, they'll really think about it too. As long as they, <laughs> as long as they think he is unaware that they're assessing him in that way. I think a lot of people would put some thought into it. Do you have the, uh, the merch drop that says, um, they're bullying me to death. <laughs> no, I, but we need that. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I have that one, but yeah, we we do we do we do. Because Sam we do could need play that because we're bullying him right now. <laughs> we're coming it, up it, with social experiments in order and, to promote a show that involve him going to a college and campus what? with a young woman in order to see. Uh, if they think that he's faking it to reference the inside joke that was made in our chat. Well, but yeah, but there's a legitimate, uh, there's a legitimate science at play here because like, uh, you know, people <laughs> well, like, do people actually, as much as they want to think they're so nice that they wouldn't make that snap judgment. I bet you if, because like a lot of people will just, I'm not going to, I don't know. I don't want to. I bet you if you offered them 10 bucks, they'd give you an answer, though. Like, maybe if, maybe if there's if there's an incentive, people will give an answer and it'll be a meaner answer than if there wasn't. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not, though, because like I, I can. OK, did I did I ever tell you my uh, Stephen Hawking? Story. You have a Stephen Hawking story, and I haven't heard it. Go. Oh my God. Okay. I I I think maybe I I I know I told Apex this. So okay. So um. So what the year Stephen Hawking died? I was at I was going to a community college, and so one day, like I was just like motoring around campus uh in my walking around yeah (laughs) motoring around in my in my power in my power wheelchair he's gonna be so uh, picky about that from now on too he's gonna make sure he uses the right word (laughs) these 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 two like guys just came up to me and said we're sorry for your loss and I I was like, uh, what do you mean? Because like like my uncle had died that previous year, so I'm like, that's weird that these people. I'm like, uh, what what are you? Well, you know, and I'm like, oh what? my god, can I can I guess? Please do. They were sorry for your loss because Stephen Hawking died, and he's a fellow cripple. Hey, that 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 was that was exactly that was exactly it. And I, oh my was, god! <laughs> and, and, and so and so I, I was and so I was like, what? They're like, well, you know, Stephen Hawking died, and we thought that he might have been a role mo- model, you know, for you. And I'm a a role so, model. Holy shit! There this is so much worse than all the fucking jokes that we've been making shit and and so and so the and so then i uh and so then i i did um and so then and so but then i I, but then i had i had fun i had fun with it because i i did the thing that uh i i did this joke i'm like are you assuming 
the, all disabled people look up to Stephen Hawking. That that's that I I did the thing that I did the thing that black people do where they're like, do you think all black people are the same? I yeah. I did that. Bit where <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Sam's over here. Like, what do you mean by you people? <laughs> what? what? What what do you what do you mean by what do you mean by uh, you know us do you do you think all disabled people are mourning Stephen Hawking and they're like well yeah a they, role they were, model what you saying yeah. role model why don't you explain that boy <laughs> oh 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 damn no see if I had, if I had known you guys I would have gone further with that what do you mean by role what do you mean by role model, asshole? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what that some kind of slur. <laughs> yeah, role so, model, Jesus. So the so then after that happened, I I texted I texted my mom right, and I told her what happened, and she replies, "Are you serious?" So so then later on, when I got home, my my stepdad, with a completely straight face, goes, "Sam." I'm deeply sorry for your loss. And then just starts, and then we both burst out laughing. Just at <laughs> the absurdity of it. it. It was, it was hilarious. And it went, it went around my neighborhood for like a solid week. It, it was, it was funny, but you know, that's just, that's just how the left rolls, I guess, with just assuming things. I just wanted to, so, uh, give an update uh tucker carlson about an hour ago uploaded a short two-minute video from his home um and on twitter it has already received 18 million Ooh. views I, uh, Ooh, can uh can can you screen share that uh you can i uh you can because it's your show sam it's in it's in general i think uh, no it's not you don't pay me to do that that's not why you pay me you, well, you pay me um i could i could but i'm not set currently to fucking play video through oh it would take okay okay i might be able to i i was just fucking around no i know. i i can i can grab it i just figured if you have it up so why well, I, I don't have it up i just figured you know i was gonna say something like it's not my job description but i don't remember why you pay me so i yes hold sir. on you got paid <laughs> uh well since since we have some time here uh what do you call a dog magician what a labracadabrador that's okay that that's like not even that good of a no nope. uh... i haven't read any of them beforehand did you hear about the guy who lost his left arm and leg in a car crash? Sounds like a friend of mine. He's all right now. <laughs> God oh, dear. God. That is... Uh, that is bad. Okay. All right. uh, why did the chicken cross the playground? Hold on. Let why? me... Let me... To get to the other slide. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I got it up. I don't know how to. Okay, we we're we're good. Okay, so Tucker's new announcement video, folks.
there's no tab audio. I can't hear it. Okay. I I don't know. Sorry, guys. I I don't know how to do that. I I think. Let me see. I I I I got it now. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I what I I this is why I said no. All right. Since we have some viewers left, I'll do one more to fucking drive them off. Uh, why did the scarecrow win an award? Because he was outstanding in his field. God, Dude, that's something that Sam is. Sam is very outstanding in his field. True. He stands above the others for his contribution. <laughs> God damn it. You guys tell corny dad jokes. I play uh I play weird sound effects. And this is the amazing thing. The undeniably Right. Good evening, it's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's gotta be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them, and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink, and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. Interesting. Hmm. That is amazing, and I think that that, uh, that totally confirms that uh, I'm right, that he's going to shift to long-form content. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, like I, I I reiterate his um I think it was Tucker today, right? His long form content. He had an interview with Curtis Yarvin. It was fantastic. It's long form. Um, he had his, an interview. Uh, with, um, who's that left? Who's that lefty that was on the Young Turks? Um, uh, Shank. 
No, no, no. He left. He spit on Alex Jones. Uh. Uh. Oh, that guy. I can't think of his name. Yeah, it's not important, but like he had him on. Uh, you know, maybe some Russell Brand type guys. You know, he that had. Really yeah, he had uh, comedians and actors too. Like yeah, beyond he just college politicians and shit. He had uh, Michael Francis, uh, former mob boss, on who. Yeah, I, I mean, those are actually worth listening to once again. Yeah. I mean, those are like actually good. Uh, he's right in the sense that, you know, he dunked on some libs. I enjoy it. Everybody enjoyed it. But like in 20 years, there's going to be a handful of times that he dunked on the libs that is worth watching. I mean, one thing that he that he actually talked about in the Michael Francis interview is like Tucker uh, Tucker's for prison reform, which a lot of neocons aren't. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, like the 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 funny thing of it is is neo is neocons actually are the racist, you know, conservatives. If you want to, you know. Well, here's a here's a good prison reform. Um, it's just considered part of society that if you go to prison, you're gonna get raped. Uh, we tell jokes about that. That that's a that's a good place to start. We we've right? been talking about this for fucking years. Like, why is that considered acceptable in a joke? You know, like the the idea. Like, okay, if let's say. You know, everybody wants to jump to the murderers and the rapists that they think it's fine. And by the way, if you've ever joked about that, yeah, you do think that rape is an appropriate punishment for a crime. That's what you're saying, right? That's what you actually believe. So, like, let's 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 go a little further down. Then, is is rape an acceptable punishment for shoplifting a candy bar? Well, apparently, because our system thinks that if you go to prison, you should get raped. Yes, our system is premised on rape as the deterrent for men and if that's the case then we should just legalize it yeah like have an official judge sentence you to rape yeah and and then in the prison you're gonna have one guy who's you know because safety is important and he's gonna be the rape master he's in charge he's gonna have his riding crop he's gonna have his dildos over there they're all sterilized like if this sounds crazy to you then maybe you don't think rape is an acceptable punishment for crime. It seems cruel uh, and unusual to me. And, you know, so I think to Sam's point, yeah, there, there, there needs to be prison reform. They are unsafe. They are corrupt. Full of uh, drugs. Full of drugs, full of violence. Uh, one of the few places in our society that uh, racism, like in true actual form, is a day-to-day -day they... reality. They and see and see. This is where this is where the Libertarian Party could be effective, but they aren't because, like, the Libertarian talks about like how oh non 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 violent offenders are always getting locked up in jail, and it's like yeah, but you guys are too busy talking like about uh, roads and you know and shit like well, that. Well, the thing is. Really... It, it... If, if jail was the kind of clinical uh, thing that everybody prescribes it to be, but everybody knows it's not. This is like, 
You cannot tell me that people of the, the people of America don't endorse rape as a punishment. They might say that they don't. They might not want to elect the rape master, right? They might not want to sanction it, but they still endorse it all the time. They think it's acceptable. Now, maybe you might say in the case of like pedos and, and serial killers, maybe you even believe that that's true. But the, the problem is the lowest level offenders are getting just as much as anybody else. So if yeah. you think that not paying a traffic ticket that gets you 30 days in the state pen is worthy of a human being being fucking raped forcibly, then why don't you just elect a rape master and just be honest about the disgusting kind of fucking system that you want to have? Yeah, I mean, and this is this is sort of another problem. Um, you know, bail reform. The left has completely fucked over uh, any potential progress on bail reform. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. it says in the Constitution that you shouldn't have fucking unreasonable bail. I think a lot of the bail that people receive uh, is set too high. It's set to an unreasonable fucking level. Well, we we can think uh, we can think we can think joe biden for that partially uh, yeah yeah because uh, i mean the whole I bail mean, bondsman system too though so like that that's the insidious part is because people don't know how the system works if they've not been through it i have so you have to bond out your bail is the total number if you had cash so mm -hmm. in my case because i was like not considered a threat or anything my bail was like a hundred bucks and they gave it back to me because i won um but in a case where it's a larger number, say there's a murder or, or drunk driving accident, something like that, they're going to say 10, 50, even a million, right? In some cases, it's intentionally set so high that you can never pay it without the help of going to a bail bondsman. And if you don't know what they do, essentially they, they give like in theory they're supposed to give up the the rest of the money for your bail but that's not actually how it works what they do is they give their word that if you go running away they're going to come bring you back but you still have to pay i believe it's between 10 and 25 percent depending on the state that you're in yeah so the whole thing the bails are set ridiculously too high to feed you into this kind of predatory bail bondsman system because a bail bondsman will also give you a loan to help pay those legal fees too at, at yeah. like interest the thing is, is you'll never get that loan from anybody else and so you have to pay whatever interest the bail bondsman wants and again if you don't make your payments they can literally hunt you down literally like dog the bounty hunter yeah like alex stein yeah like him yeah, we gotta yeah. do something about these bounty hunters, man. They're out there flying but, blimps. But this is where the left constantly messes stuff up. Like now, the concept of bail reform is poisoned in the vast majority of people's minds because bail reform is synonymous with abolishing all bail on violent criminals, which is dumb because there's a point to have bail. Right. And that's kind of what Tucker was getting at there, right? Is like we can't have this conversation because it's yeah. either it's either we need ridiculous bail or abolish all bail. Or it's like, oh, well, prisons are fine exactly the way they are, or maybe they're not harsh enough. Or what what's the alternative? Let all the criminals out? I mean, there's yeah, yeah. you can't have any in-between positions anymore. Yeah. And that's well, exactly what Tucker was saying, because it benefits, you know people on both sides 
yeah well there, there's no there's no room for uh you know nuance and i mean and that's part of the reason why people like i mean lots of people have been saying that tucker sh- should go to spotify and uh i kind of agree with that because like spotify has they've already got joe rogan who also you know does like pretty in-depth like conversations and it it would certainly fit in on spotify uh yeah probably better than any other major platform uh i don't know if he should i i think that spotify would have the money to pay him so that because that's going to be a big factor who has the like how much is tucker carlson worth i mean fox has to think he's worth at least the billion they just lost right yeah plus whatever they fucking paid him on top of that so they they gotta you know uh, who can pay that kind of money besides spotify and spotify doesn't even pay that kind of money you know well they i think spotify paid rogan like 30 mil like some astronomical it was like it was like 200 million for like a three-year deal i believe yeah is is a fucking absurd amount of money, but I think Tucker's right now worth more. Um, maybe that doesn't pan out in five years. I think Rogan's longevity is that he's less political. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'm just but, saying. But, that... Well, no, it's just it's. I'm just like looking at all sides of it. If you were to bring Tucker in, the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to get Buku ratings. That that first episode or whatever is going to, everybody's going to watch it. Yeah. Is it a long-term 200 plus million dollar investment for Spotify? I actually think it could be considering yeah, I, how much they waste on licensing, like real obscure music. I really do think it would be profitable for them long term. Um, you know, and and it would cement the kind of company that they are as like a pro free speech company. We've been on the fence with Spotify over the years because they've uh, threatened or acted on some censorship. This would be a stance by them saying that you know we're part of this new thing well, that's not they, about censorship. Well. I mean, Spotify, at least in my experience, when Owen, when Owen Benjamin and, and his cult was trying to uh, get me deplatformed initially, uh, Spotify said, nope, uh, you know, like. I won't 100% defend Spotify, though, because they, they banned my boy Tyson James album this week. And that's fucked up. So a couple things, if I could, on the, yeah. the, the kind of rap side of things that I, I'd like to j- address. Uh, one yeah, please sh- do. Shout out to uh, Fagagio Blow, uh, Bryson Gray, and Tyson James. They were just involved with a Dice documentary from the show Fringes that went and looked at what they call MAGA rap, which I don't even... Aside from Fagagio, Fagagio, that's like his, his whole image. But I wouldn't call Bryson Gray or or Tyson like MAGA rap. I, I'd more say they're like edgy political Christian rap. Uh, regardless, because Tyson James has been doing it since before Trump been around. I'll tell you that. Eh, boy's been around forever. And so it it's a good watch, actually. It makes Fagajo Blow look like the pimp of the fucking nation. 
Uh, it really, really builds him up. It kind of makes Bryson look bad, but then it makes it makes uh, Fagajo look even better because Bryson sees a tranny while they're doing a video shoot and he's like super uncomfortable about it. But Fagajo walks up to this tranny and he's like, yo, Tila, how you been? Like he knew her, knew this fucking person his whole life, which he probably did. Uh, and that made him look great. And I knew that it was about the three of them. Right. And I was like, okay, if they made Fagajo look good and they made Bryson look meh, this is going to be a hit piece on Tyson James. And sure as fuck it was, they flipped out because he burnt the pride flag because that's one of the bits that he does. And um, there were some Karen bartenders that had like a hissy fit. But the coolest thing of this all is the bitch that did the documentary was the lesbian bitch that was at a straight pride. And so I've actually talked to this, this woman before. And uh, she's pretty open-minded about, like, she obviously disagrees with everything we're about, but she's open-minded enough to, in free speech enough. And she wrapped it up uh, with the best message possible for a lefty like her to say, she's like, yeah, some of the shit makes me uncomfortable, but I'm here now at this event seeing what happens when you ban these people. And I think we should stop banning this. So, Vice on the far left now calling for an end of deplatforming. At least that woman is. And I think that's important. But because of the increased visibility and because of the controversial nature of Tyson James' new record, Dangerous, and yes, I'm going to shill for my friend's record, you can go pick it up at his website, but you cannot pick it up on Spotify, iTunes, or even on YouTube. So be on the lookout for that. If you like rap and you like a Christian sound, in a kind of right-wing perspective, this is, I believe, the first record to be banned at release on Spotify. Wow. And one of the first to be banned at release on iTunes. Yeah, I'm not I'm not in support of I'm not in support of that. That certainly sucks. Um I understand that some of his stuff is very controversial because he talks about gay and transgender issues and stuff like I get all of that. But we've had way more controversial music in the past. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I mean, I would, I was just talking, Max. I mean, from my experience, like in the podcasting sphere, that no, no, Spotify I, has. I think Spotify is, for the most part, does a good job. But yeah. I can't, I can't let this go. No, no, and, and I, just and just gloss over it. So, like, you know, this is my counteracting this, right? Is I'm yeah. telling the whatever fucking five people who will see this part of the show maybe uh go check out the vice uh fringes documentary on Magarap that just came out and if you if you fucking kind of resonate with those guys go pick up fagaggio blow i can 100 percent recommend anything by him if you're a fucking maga guy you'll have a blast he's all about fun and 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 trump and 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 kind of upbeat very florida shit uh bryson bit more serious if you're very biblical and scriptural you probably love this shit if you're not so religious maybe not i don't know um and tyson james it, you know the the boy wears his heart on his sleeve i've already done like an episode i've talked to him before i'm gonna have to ask him to be on now right because i i don't see any problem with uh platforming him no but we're all 
We're all about talking to uh, interesting people here. If burning a pride flag is that over the line, then let me ask you this, America. Why isn't burning an American flag get you this kind of reaction? That that was going to be my that was going to be my exact question. So, and I'll tell you this, another one. If if everybody goes out at the very least, you don't got to go buy the record. You don't got to watch the documentary. Go follow Tyson James on Twitter while he's still there. Go follow at CCG Bryson. I think that's what it is. Go follow um, Vagajo Blow. He's hilarious. Go follow these guys. Give them a listen. Mises is another one that I'm a big fan of. He's not a MAGA rapper. He's a Christian rapper, but I really, really like Mises. And just check some of this fucking shit out because it's actively what's being censored. It is literally the edgiest music that exists today, whereas wet-ass pussy is number one on the charts and songs about Jesus are banned. That's that's me off of my soapbox. I am done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also this is the this is the non-religious, uh, you know, Max Sand saying this too. Um, well, so ten years ago, what was the edgiest rap music in the world was about like murder in rape in in you know like horror movie shit and what's the edgiest thing in rap now praising Donald. jesus yeah not even that the trump stuff is like like i say for gaggio blow they treated him like he was the greatest thing ever on vice right it wasn't until they got to the christian rappers who have a problem with fucking gay shit then then they started with the evil music behind them that's that's one great trick the whole time tyson james was talking one uh, they ambushed him when he got off the stage and asked him like aggressive questions. And then they edited him out of context to make it look like he was screaming and ranting at them. But what really happened is he was one out of breath coming off stage, hyped up on adrenaline and all that. And then two, they asked him some very aggressive questions. And then they put behind it, they put this evil, like droning mechanical music, like what he's saying, like he's Hitler. I I'm not even kidding. Is the most obvious hit piece I've ever seen in conjunction with all of these major companies banning this guy's record. And so, I don't know if you support free speech, go pick up dangerous. So sounds good to me. Well, we are closing in on the two hour mark. So uh, as, kind of... uh, as we finish it, I just want to say that Tucker has now um, over 20 million views on his personal Twitter nice um hundreds of thousands of uh retweets um and this is at uh 11 25 p.m so um i think it's likely to be one of the biggest tweets of all time and i think this is a proof of concept yep let me poll uh yep i'm I'm seeing right now, uh, yet twenty point three million uh, views on his video from four hours ago. Oh my God! I didn't get to talk about the Pinkertons. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, we will talk about the Pinkertons. I promise. Uh oh yeah yeah we yeah we forgot. 
Um, but real quick before we before we go, uh, Max, do you have a promo code for? Uh, I do actually. Uh, let me see here. The problem is, 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 you know, my, my keys are starting to take a little hit here, but I got some and today will be, no, I should have written claim. See, sometimes I forget to write claimed on them. Uh, but uh, I, know... I mean, if, I mean, if you, if you don't, we listen, we don't, we don't need to give a, we don't need to give away a game every week, but. Oh, I have enough to do that. It's just a question of the quality of the game. Um, and so I gave away the the Weeb game last week. Uh, so today we're going to do Mafia 2 Director's Cut uh, Remastered. Ooh, probably, probably the best version of Mafia 2 to play. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's a good one. And uh, that you can redeem... I will, again, as usual, give a quick buffer so that people can open up their Steam browser to redeem codes or whatever, and then I will drop it. So we're just going to read a fucking dad uh, joke in the meantime to pass the time. Uh, what do you call a bear with no teeth? Uh, a gummy Merch. bear. God damn it, you both got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why did the hipster burn his tongue this is my favorite one so far by the way why did the hipster burn his tongue mm -hmm. he missed his bone he drank his coffee before it was cool <laughs> and with that ladies and gentlemen you can cl claim the steam mafia 2 director's cut and uh enjoy whoever wins please if you win like nobody posts in the chat when they win but i i check i know you've redeemed it i know somebody did come on just say thank you it'd be nice yeah well yeah let us know who you are at least so um also while we're promoting stuff if you guys would be so kind to click on the join button and join our locals community uh, it is $5 a month. All the, all the, uh, proceeds go directly to me and you can read my, uh, film reviews and I, uh, I'm going to be figuring out how to do like a bonus podcast there. There are some technical things that still need to be, uh, you know, done, but now that Twitter has banned, uh, I guess Substack links uh, from the platform. I'm going to be using. Uh, Did they local locals? Uh, well, they're I mean, they in a. Okay, I mean, it's complicated. Gotcha. Yeah. Twitter is going to buy Substack. They're negotiating the price. Basically, is my hypothesis. That's why Substack has a Twitter clone. Yeah, the, so essentially, uh, we haven't yeah. we haven't actually talked about this, but essentially, uh, essentially, Matt Taibbi and a few other people were complaining that their their Substack links were not visible um, on the Twitter timeline. 
uh, and they weren't getting any traction. And I actually tested this out, and yeah, it is true. Uh, Substack links seem to be blocked out um, from the from the timeline. Nice. Um, the, well, it, it's weird. There's there's a theory that it's because Twitter Blue is working on like its own like long form content writing thing, but I don't know. That's been speculated about since before Elon overtook, since before Elon even acquired the company. So who who knows? Mm. But uh, so we don't we don't really know. It just seems people are yeah. are feeling shadow banned. Gotcha. Yeah, but uh, you know, like I said, join join the locals community. Uh, helps us out. You get a you get a it, cool badge if. You, and we uh, haven't been shadow banned over here yet. This the Rumble's been very good to the show. Like, well, like I said, we haven't been shadow banned, and Rumble and Rumble also gave us. Uh, you know, we got our check mark today at only fifty two subs. So, and we're monetized. better than youtube don't miss that platform and uh yeah spread the word about the show to your family and friends and as always we thank you for joining us uh and with that being said uh you know god freedom magazine in that order and we'll see you on the next episode adios Thanks for listening to The Whitfield Report on the NGC Network. Please visit Sam's website at www.thesamwhitfield.com and support Sam on Patreon at patreon.com slash whitfieldreport. Until next time, God bless, God save this great nation, and God, freedom, legacy, in that order.